Hey, my name is Ash T, and on another episode of The Dropouts, I have, and I'm very excited to have this guy, he's a good friend of mine, Joey Rogoff. He went from a tennis instructor to a content creator. Thanks so much for coming on board and being on this podcast, Joey. How yeah, are you today? of course. I'm, I'm super excited to be here and see well, how we chat through what I'm doing and see what you're doing. And how we interact. Yeah, how we interact. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so tell me a little bit about uh, your origins. What is your origin story? Where did you grow up? Yeah, yeah. So I'm originally from Cleveland, Ohio. Um, I grew up there, went to high school there. And, um, and your mom and dad, what were they? Yeah, they were, I mean, they raised me, divorced, but super young. I was probably like six or seven when they got divorced. Um, always had a good relationship, though, and so went who, back and forth. who raised you? Both of them. I went back and forth, and okay. um, it was definitely a healthy relationship still, and um, I feel like I had a great upbringing, and they were super supportive in anything I did. So, What were their jobs? Um, my mom was always, like, on the creative side of things. Um, more she like for a while she did event planning um and started a few businesses for herself did like um baby gifts and um customized stuff like that um so she was the og entrepreneur yeah kind of my dad was always in sales and he's like the head of sales for a uh bakeware company kitchenware company in located in cleveland so Okay, so you yeah. got a little Gary V going on in the family yeah, yeah. at a very early age. For sure, yeah. You see these entrepreneurs and creatives, and uh, what were your thoughts growing up? Like, what did you want to be? What was your earliest, you know? Yeah, so my, like, like every other kid growing up, I was, I wanted to be a policeman, a fireman. Okay. I wanted to be an ER doctor for a long time for whatever reason. I've never um, heard a kid wanting to be an ER I doctor, know. but I have I don't know. Police. I don't know why. Where did um, that come from? <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. My my grandfather, he was an oral surgeon. Um, mm. So um, maybe a little bit from that, like a, a, like a close relative is an ER doctor. So maybe a little from that. I don't know. But it always seemed intriguing to me and action-packed and I always loved being around that kind of stuff. Got it. And yeah. how did that change over the years, like from 6 to 18? Yeah. You, you so, eventually have to go to college, right? Yeah, yeah. So... Um, like you mentioned, I, I kind of grew up around the country club scene playing tennis growing up and that was kind of always my summer thing, working at the country club, teaching tennis for the little kids. I was the junior director of tennis at one of the country clubs for a couple years. Um, how'd you get into tennis? Uh, my family's always just been super into it. Um, mm. cousin was a state champion tennis player in high school. Um, Were you the state champ as well? I was not. Uh. I, I made it to, uh, the last round of districts. Okay. Uh, one of my years. So that was pretty exciting, but so in high school you were, yeah. you were on the championship or you're not on the championship team, yeah, yeah. but you were, you went to districts. Yeah. Right? Um, what seed were you? I was the third seed, I think. Third seed. Did yeah. you like singles or doubles? Better? I was a singles player. Okay. Always. Right. Um, I always liked the fact that I could blame myself for something <laughs> that I mess up, not someone else. Um, so I always stuck to singles. Um, so yeah, I grew up around the country club scene, played tennis, taught tennis for the little juniors. That was super fun. Um, and yeah, that's... So the policeman, the fireman, yeah. the ER doctor dreams kind of went away. You yeah. decided uh, um, tennis was going to be the thing. So you're, you're in high school, you're graduating, and yeah. you have to go to college, which... What did you decide you wanted to do? Like, did you have a major in mind? Or yeah, yeah. A so I, I never, 
I never enjoyed school. I uh, got through it uh, to get through it. And honestly, tennis kind of helped me get through it because, you know, you got to keep the grades up to keep playing. Mm. And they're super strict about it, that kind of stuff. So, you know, I went to school, did what I had to do, and that was it. Um, so I was never really fond about the whole college thing, but I figured, hey, let's try it. Um, I always wanted to be in L.A. Something about L.A. just, like, was like, wow. It's like Hollywood, like the typical Hollywood thing. So right. um, I, I toured a couple of colleges out here, Chapman, um, LMU. Um, didn't love them. Like, they were cool. And then I toured University of Arizona, which a couple of my family members went to. Um, and seemed super fun. It was obviously a big party school. Um, I'm not a big partier, but I did have fun there. And um, so I ended up choosing there. And my major was film and television. Oh, um, wow. Okay. I always, like, through high school, I, like, took the TV courses and, the, like, the broadcasting courses. And I, that's kind of when I figured out I really enjoy kind of not being on camera I actually hated being on camera Ah. um like behind the scenes all the technical stuff I loved being like the technical director for our broadcasts um that kind of stuff and that's kind of where I found my passion for storytelling and um just entertainment in general okay so you're in college in Arizona and you like tell us a little bit about technical broadcasting what exactly uh did you like about that what what part of that did you enjoy I mean I've always been super into technology I was on a robotics team in high school um and it was more of like the like the technical part of the storytelling like I could someone has a story and I was kind of the one driving it with, they didn't have to think about the technology behind it, the cameras, setting up the cameras, the lighting. I kind of enjoyed that that, mm. that kind of stuff and putting everything into place in order to tell their story. So it's uh, probably like a producer's role. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was more yeah. of a techno producer, director. Got it. Yeah. Finding locations. Exactly. How about editing? Did you like that? Um, I didn't mind editing. Mm-hmm. It wasn't my favorite thing, but like it was kind of cool seeing everything getting put together and that kind of stuff. Okay, so actually cinematography, yeah, that yeah. aspect yeah. is is kind of the interest that you got yeah, from yeah, it. So sure. you do four years of that, and you have your no, degree. no, oh, no. You actually, oh, okay. I do a semester of it. Oh, and I'm like, wow, this is fun, but I'm taking math 101 for something I don't want to pursue. I'm taking whatever, whatever. There's all these gen ed courses. I have like one film course, and it's like history of film. I'm studying like. Oh, that's really weird. Yeah. You're you're doing a TV and film yeah. major, yeah. and you're having to take all of these courses yeah. that you don't want to. And it completely threw me off. And um, one day, I was I called my mom. I'm like, like I don't I don't want to do this anymore. Like, what are my options? She's like, start looking into things. I don't know. Maybe you could work. Like, talk to your guidance counselor and see like if there's other courses you can take. I don't know. Did your parents ever pressure you to do any other type of career or? No, they were always super supportive of Mm. like, um, I always have been kind of business savvy and kind of figured things out as I went. So like they always knew I would kind of figure it out, but um, they definitely wanted me to go to college and try it out. Um, So that was kind of where they pushed me. And then, so I did a semester at University of Arizona and I was just done. Started researching a bunch of different options I came across like kind of a gap year semester type thing 
and then I'm going to Australia and New Zealand for oh, wow. um, for that next semester, pretty much. It wasn't really educational, but there were some educational things built in, um, kind of just like traveling and seeing the world and figuring out what you want to do. Um, anywhere from, there was, my whole group was like 12 people, two instructors, 18, the, there was like a 26 year old. So everyone was kind of just figuring out what they wanted to do. It was a super cool opportunity. And that's kind of where I ended up then. And then. So I, what did you do in that semester? Yeah. So, um, it was just pretty much traveling. Nice. Like we did a bunch of like conservation work. Um, we did a bunch of work at the Australian zoo, which was super cool. Hmm. Um, and like, I got to document it all, did some cool videos there skydive like just like got to do a bunch of cool stuff and um yeah so you're kind of pursuing your passion of film and tv in that regard yeah you're getting to yeah. do documentary work for in sure a way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and you have some time to think about what you want to do in life mm -hmm. and then you come Definitely. back to the u.s come semester back. later and, and what i work at the country club again okay. um just kind of figuring it out and then are you done with school at this point did you say um, i'm quitting no. oh, okay. so you're still in school uh not i mean no i wasn't in school but then i came back i'm like okay i need some way to get to la i want to be in la mm. and the way was to go to film school like a real film school so i applied to the new york film academy here in la and i had actually um so you would like, be transferring from Arizona to Technically, I got, uh, I think, one or two credits. Got it. So um, I got in there uh, doing a producing degree. Um, mm. And we ended up, like, ended up coming out here September of 2019. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, we went to sc school for a semester. Then COVID hit. But how, how was school at that time before COVID hit? Yeah, so it was... Was that everything that you dreamed of doing? It was definitely a lot more hands-on. We were on the Universal Backlots, like filming. We had to film three projects for the semester. Oh, cool. Um, all my teachers were in the industry, which was super cool. Great group of my class was six people. Um, had a budget, like a whole Harry Potter film, which was super intriguing, um, <laughs> even though it's boring stuff. Like, it was super cool just to see what goes into that kind of stuff. Um, and, yeah, it was... It was great until I got an opportunity to work on a Netflix set. Um, and I worked. This was before COVID? Yeah. Okay. I worked on the Netflix set. It was for Lucifer, the TV oh, show. Oh, wow. Cool. Um, what, did, what did you do there? I was just a PA mm -hmm. um, and working on the set. And I was like, hmm, I'm learning so much more just being on set for these three days than I have in school. Yes, I learned how to put a camera together and budget a film. I could watch a YouTube video for that. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I just learned so much about the industry and about the dynamics of a set and dynamics of roles on the set. And I was like, wow, I think I could do this without school. I mean, that's a cool thing about entertainment, right? Yeah. Like, as a doctor, I can't just drop out of medical school sure. and yeah. shadow a doctor and be like, okay, I'm going to be a surgeon yeah. now. But that is the neat thing about this industry is that you actually, once you make a film, yeah. that's way better than doing film school itself, sure. isn't it? It's, it's, yeah. It was amazing. And everyone was super welcoming on the set. And it was my first time on a true set. So everyone was, like, helping me and guiding me in the right direction. And 
whatnot. Um, so your experience as a pay, PA was actually very good. Yeah, it was it was great. Um, like most people that I've heard, they're, yeah. they're overworked and they hate it. But so you I was more of just a day player, kind of trying oh, it out gotcha. for a few days, and they were on a cool location, and um, I just got the opportunity mm. from a close family friend um, to come on, and and yeah. So then COVID hits, and I'm still in school, and everything shifts to online, and I was like, this isn't working. And then I get hit with COVID. Oh, wow. Really bad. Um, I was in the hospital for a week. Um, Did, so this was before vaccines? This yeah, was yeah. before everything? No one, you got hit it. No one knew it was March of 2020. No uh, one knew it was happening. Like, people knew COVID was a thing, but, like, the tests weren't readily available. They were testing me for the flu. That came back negative. They said they tested me for COVID. Not sure if they actually did. It was a whole disaster. I was in ER for like eight hours before they admitted me. Um, and I spent a week there. My my heart rate was way too high. I just like had breathing issues, whatnot. And um, ended up actually not knowing if I had COVID or not. They sent me home to quarantine for the 14 days or whatever it was. And then I get a call from the CDC a month later, checking in on how I am after my COVID diagnosis. I was like, I didn't even know I had COVID, but... <laughs> I guess I had COVID. Wow. Um, so that during that time I was quarantined for those 14 days, I was in a hotel for two days and then went back to my apartment. I was like, all right, I'm not doing school anymore. And, um, how was, how was COVID for you at that time? Did it hit you pretty hard? Yeah. I mean, I was, I was sick. Um, and it, it sucked. Um, yeah. Cause I mean, if this is without the vaccine, yeah. you were barely breathing right i mean you, uh, did you need I an oxygen tank did no, you have to go to the they hospital put oxygen on me and um you you got you, went, you got hospitalized yeah, yeah for okay. a week yeah. oh you did get hospitalized yeah. for a week all right um wow so you had a yeah. near-death experience yeah i mean i i really didn't know what I was happening um hmm. i mean you're a doctor you know uh they had to give me adenosine twice to slow my heart rate down wow. um which is, I don't like if you never had that, it's a pretty scary mm -hmm. experience. It just like completely stops your body from functioning for like a few seconds. And so that was scary. Um, and then, yeah, I came home, quarantined for the 14 days. It turned into a month, not really having a human interaction and kind of start messing around on TikTok and um, social media stuff. Um, and I had filmed a Snapchat video with my roommate um, just like a funny video, you know, Vans, the shoes. Yeah. You like, can flip them and they always land straight up. Oh, so I I bet, yeah, it's just a weird, I don't know. So I bet my friend a hundred dollars. He couldn't do it knowing it would work. <laughs> so I posted on my Snapchat. He's like, you should try posting that on TikTok. Post it on TikTok. Wake up with like 200,000 views. Wow. I'm like, okay, something, something's going on. I don't yeah. know what it is, but something's working. So I keep kind of just like recreating, recreating that like $100 challenge video type thing. Huh. Um, and I end up just like dominating up. TikTok. Yeah. I mean, just like kind of blowing up and creating a super cool audience. And yeah, that's where, where I'm kind of at today. And I've kind of gone across all the platforms and, um, Snapchat's a big one. They kind of, um, about a year ago, that kind of blew up on Snapchat. And yeah. So never would you have thought 
from your tennis days hustling yeah. at the country club that you would be a content creator especially a content creator i like what did you think about content creators like in, we didn't have tiktok right sure. like yeah, we yeah. had what maybe instagram and facebook for sure yeah i mean like i kind of always grew up watching like my favorite youtubers mm -hmm. roman atwood the pauls um all those kind of guys and the pranksters and whatnot but like i was like well i'm never gonna like i can't even imagine doing that like um and yeah just like sometimes you got to pivot and that's what i did and it worked and no, yeah you never you never thought you'd be a prankster no <laughs> I, i've seen some of the tiktoks yeah the persona that you have in your tiktok is way different yeah. than how you are in real life so For one sure. could say that you're an actor as yeah well. i mean it's super interesting because a lot of people in the kind of stuff I'm doing, they're, they either play themselves or they play a character. Mm. And for whatever reason, it kind of just shifted towards playing more of a character. I would say it's the person I play is just a more energetic, amped up version of myself. Yeah. Like, um, it's not really a different character. Um, but I would say that too. Yeah. It's like a very heightened version for of sure. yourself. Yeah. yeah. But you kind of just figured out the algorithm as you went, yeah. you know, TikTok kind of, was just this blessing that happened while sure. you were just COVID kind of just <laughs> COVID was crazy. COVID I mean, was a just, blessing and a curse at the same sure. time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So yeah. you got at the height of of TikTok right when it was very popular because yeah, just like in the height of when all those random TikTokers were blown. Not random, they're huge celebrity A list celebrities now, yeah. but um, kind of got in and um, found my little niche and kind of always stuck to the family friendly kids type content which mm. is um i found super enjoyable to make and i feel like easy to monetize and uh yeah brand friendly and uh this was going back to your technical broadcasting days you never thought hey i'm gonna be in front of the camera i'm always gonna be behind the camera yeah no i i literally hated being in front of the camera <laughs> i would like be like no i hated it it was terrible and yeah it kind of shifted and now I don't mind it. I want to maybe pursue some acting kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, now I'm back to doing more of the traditional film and TV stuff. We just did a short film that you were in. That's right. Yeah. So now you're moving from content creating back to filmmaking, back to your roots yeah. from college. For and sure. uh, you're executive producer of, a, of The Guardian Angel, which Guardian is Angel. about human trafficking, a very serious conversation. For sure. And uh, how did you enjoy that? Yeah, no, it was awesome. I... Uh, I I kind of have this idea where I want to use my social media. It's like too, it's going too well to kind of just like throw to the side. Like, so I'm going to use that kind of fund my production company and, and make these films that I really enjoy telling the stories of. And I really like the based on true story stuff. So Guardian Angel actually uh, stemmed from a news story I saw uh, like five or six years ago about a flight attendant that saw the signs of some human trafficking on her flight and mm. stepped in and and ultimately saved this young girl um from being trafficked which was i thought a super intriguing story and whether like it's it's super dark and and a weird topic to talk about but it's definitely an important topic to talk about so yeah i, th I think it's super fascinating that the content that you're putting out in yeah. in tiktok and uh, i guess maybe youtube as well and yeah. snapchat it's so lighthearted and it's so comedic but sure. as comedians we have such a serious side too sure. you yeah. know 
and you gravitate towards drama and, and things yeah. like that. I think it's it's important to kind of have two different sides and be able to tell different kinds of stories. Um, mm. It just helps with everything, I feel like, just hearing different stories and be able to retell them and and it just builds how how you are an overall storyteller and that's what we do we just tell stories um, yeah. just with a camera in front of us so well uh, I gotta ask you like when you were looking back at your life in high school in college did you ever worry about what was going to happen for your career did you ever think about that or um did you feel like everything was going to work out for you I kind of I always I believed in what I was doing and like knew I would figure it out. It might take a little bit to get there, a little struggling, a little whatnot. Um, w- but where does that come from? Because a lot of people don't feel like that. You know, a lot yeah, of people yeah. are lost. I was too. Like, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I always grew up with a very supportive family. We were mm. always super comfortable, like in terms of money and all that kind of stuff. Not overly wealthy, just like super normal family. And, um, I mean, I was never given anything, but, like, I always, like, had what I wanted and needed, and, like, so I, I think it kind of stemmed from that, and just, like, some source of security, um, but, yeah, I don't know. I always kind of knew I was going to figure it out. You believe in yourself. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. you mentioned Gary Vee earlier, and, yeah. and he was definitely a source of, like, inspiration and just, like, keep going and actually super cool um i get not in lows but just like kind of like i go through a phase where i like pump out a ton of content maybe like a month two months goes by i'm going hard working Mm. crazy hours and i'm like wow what am i really doing Mm. like like sure i'm creating content like and guardian angel was a super good break from that um and it was a way for me to kind of shift my creative focus and um the topics i was talking about and creating um but but cranking out the tiktok content you feel like how impactful is it yeah like i'm creating content creating entertainment for whatever demographic mine is um but like what am i really doing Mm. like what purpose is this really holding it's making me the money it's doing whatever but yeah so i got get in these lows where i'm like what now and I wake up to a DM from Gary Vee. Oh, wow. And it was just like an off day. I knew it was going to be an off day. I don't know why. Just hmm. like I wake up, open it, it, says like two unread messages. First is a typo. It's like just like a bunch of jumbled letters. <laughs> and then the next one is, uh, I think he said, keep pushing with an exclamation mark. And that just came randomly? Just randomly. Wow. I follow him. And um, I don't know. I like... I'm sure he's had to have seen my stuff at some point. Yeah. Um, I never got a message from him to keep pushing. I don't know. <laughs> and I was like, wow. I don't know. It was super cool. It's like a sign. Yeah. And I'm universe. like, I respond pretty immediately. I'm like, Gary means a lot coming from you. Like, I mean, he's like the OG genius of social media exactly. or whatever, business, marketing. Um, I'm like, means a lot coming from me. He said, here, if you need anything, let me connect you with my right hand man. So he connects me with this guy who's the head of um, relationships for Team V, Gary V. Mm-hmm. Um, we get on a call. It was super cool. They're just like, we want to connect with people that we know are going to do big things. So oh, um, wow. um, t- chatted with him. He's here if we need anything. And yeah, so that was that was 
definitely a huge pick me up. And whenever I have that low, I just go back to that DM now. I'm like, wow, <laughs> Gary V believes in me. I can, I can do anything. <laughs> wow. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah. What other stories do you have like that? Nothing um, like that? <laughs> no, I mean, it was just like, wow. Um, and my mom actually loves Gary V too. So I called her immediately. She's like freaking out. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's super cool moment in kind of the social media journey that, I finally got, not finally, like, obviously, uh, just some recognition from someone that I look up to yeah. um, that I am doing something right and getting to the right eyes. And, yeah, so. So what's next for you? You've got, of course, your Guardian Angel film coming out, yeah. you know, in the film festival circuit. Mm-hmm. What else do you, uh, what else are you wanting to do? Yeah, so I, I'm just going to keep pushing on the social media stuff. I still enjoy making that content and shifting it and changing it every, every so often. And, um like I said, I'm going to use that to kind of fund my newly formed production company called Joe Rowe Productions. Um, and I want to tell these based on true story short films and do some features and kind of just like establish myself in that industry and see where it goes from there and run the festival circuits and hopefully get to the the big time big time theaters and all that kind of stuff. Is that is that your goals right now? Yeah. I mean, just Have like films and theaters. Yeah. And go to the oscars as as much as it sounds crazy like just like be in the industry just because uh you believe in yourself and uh yeah you think anything is possible yeah i mean it's the most important thing just believing if you believe in yourself it's like it's endless opportunities just like no one's gonna stop you right what words of inspiration do you have for somebody that's thinking uh i think i want to quit my job and pursue a creative career yeah i mean in the wise words of gary v keep pushing Uh, (laughs) no um but i think it's important to like i said believe in yourself and if you're truly passionate about something like you you can forgive the security of the nine to five job of whatever hundred two hundred thousand dollars you're making a year take that pay loss and do what you really want like we we like i'm actually going to go get a tattoo in the next couple weeks that says one in 400 trillion that's the odds that you're born like wow like you have one life the odds of you being here are like virtually zero percent and so just pursue what you want to do like yeah you don't strike me as a tattoo guys but i probably I also like, don't strike you as a tattoo guy no, i have like probably 12 tattoos or something i don't <laughs> uh, know okay <laughs> I mean, maybe i'll get a one in a 400 trillion yeah, do it get matching as ones. well <laughs> well do you have any last words that you want to share no or? thanks for having me All appreciate right. it Okay, awesome. Thanks so much for coming on board and talking to us today. Yeah.